0: What up guys, it's your boy Colby from the backcourt pod coming to you with another episode of the timeout iteration of our podcast, where instead of talking about trip dubs and cross ups, we're talking about life and cake, I don't know, roll with it, I'm again flying solo tonight, s said he fell asleep multiple times before we got home, so uh, he's a big whiny baby. So, she's going to be me flying solo. Uh tonight's pod going to be a little bit about uh how I feel the the generation that I myself have grown up in. That's why I and I are too far apart. Um the the generation that we have grown up with, with an in, I believe has been the one that has the most change of any generation, like by far and I don't even think it's close you know I've talked to some old heads and um, you know that'd be like oh well we had a lot of change too no bro you didn't you uh, you guys did the same thing you rode on the same steam engine and you watched black and white TV and changed the rabbit ears on top of it whenever you had to get better signal like the the change that we've seen in this generation I think again far exceeds any other generation And don't worry, I've got things to back it up. So I was born early 1990s. Um, So for me, I remember riding in the car, listening to tape players, uh, still listening to Bruce Springsteen on tape and having to flip it over when the tape got done. Uh, I specifically remember the Born in the USA um, tape deck or not tape deck tape that my father would put in the deck that we would listen to. And I just felt like every time I got in the car, Born in the USA was actually the song that was playing. I don't remember if it was number two or number three, but those are details that I don't need to remember. I remember boom boxes. That was another thing. Um, kind of transitioning from tape players like in the car to then like a tape player slash radio uh, in your room or uh, that you could carry around if you were rich enough to be able to provide batteries because that's that was nuts. Like if you were rich enough to have batteries and you could walk around with your boom box, you were the cool kid. Uh, so I remember that and I remember like spending like 30 seconds trying to dial in the radio station just right between 94 and 96 perfectly and it's just like oh static oh they're they're oh, static again dang it having to mess with the antenna on the back and all that fun stuff and that seems so ancient even when you start talking about like cd players even then it still feels super ancient i know you guys remember like the cd players the portable cd players you know with the the same black headphones that everybody had that went over the ear. They were plastic. They were the same ones. You got computer lab in the fifth grade. Just the most uncomfortable pair of headphones that humans have ever made. Uh, you could walk around with all the cool features like you know anti-skip which was a lie because if you were running with it like an idiot like I was and you tried to fit it in your pockets you could run and be cool and listen to music. Yeah, it was definitely skipping. Uh, skipping all the way across the concrete because it was so large, it definitely didn't fit in my pocket. Gosh, and then the other thing, (laughs) the dumb things that they, like, oh, bass boost. Like, how many people are trying to boost the bass in their ears running with their... I don't know. Those are some of the silly things that I look back and I'm like, how did I even think that was cool? Uh, But then you made, like, the... I remember being like the drug dealer of burnt CDs, and I'd be like, yo, five bucks. And you could have this CD with NSYNC and uh, Jay Z. I almost said Big Pimpin', but obviously that's not it. With Jay Z and NSYNC and Garth Brooks all on the same CD, bro. Five bucks. Making a killing selling that to the kids along with Sugar Babies and Sugar Daddies. But again, I was a bit of a hustler but even then moving into like mp3 players and ipods like that was revolutionary because a those were small you didn't have to have cds you just had to illegally download the music and pirate it and put it on your mp3 player and those were the days i asked my daughter the other day what she thought limewire was and she thought it was a drink which to be fair I would have probably said the same thing but you know pirating music from limewire and Blom Wire and Bearshare combine those two together, and even Napster. I remember originally Napster downloading music, but then them getting in a huge lawsuit uh, for that sort of stuff. So, if you could definitely steal enough music, you could you. The MP3 player was revolutionary, and we thought it couldn't get any better than that. Now you've like we've got our phones and cloud music, where you can listen it listen to it to virtually anything anywhere. It's kind of wild to think about, like just in music alone, ignore everything else that I'm going to talk about, just in music alone and the ability to consume music, like it has changed drastically, but also with entertainment consumption, right? So I also remember VHSs, you know, when I was a small lad listening or not listening, watching The Lion King and watching Jungle Book and watching uh, Home Alone and putting all those VHSs in and then having to rewind it and have to guess because you definitely, I don't know if anybody else had this role in their house, but my parents said you could not rewind with the TV on or with the movie playing, not the TV on, with the movie playing. Like You had to hit stop and then hit rewind, otherwise it was going to mess it up. I don't even know that's real. Now that I think about it, I'm going to have to talk to my parents about that but then you had to guess then you'd hit play and you're like oh i went too far and it was like this anxiety attack you know it was like big bucks no whammies no whammies no whammies and stop oh fish takes too far again so just vhs's which leads me to blockbuster kids these days don't even know what a blockbuster is or what it means or anything like that like and it's crazy to think about how awesome a blockbuster was as a kid right like you go in there and be like all right you get two movies and then the third one if you rent it it's only like half off and it was like six seven bucks to rent them And I used to think like, man, Friday night, we're going to Blockbuster and we're going to get a cool uh, movie. But then they started incorporating video games and that was next level. I won't get into that right the second. That'll be a little bit later on. But just like Blockbuster, being able to go in and get movies and like sneak over to the adult section when your parents weren't with you and be like, ooh, what kind of promiscuous things can I find over here? That was a, those are the good days, man. Just looking back and thinking about it. And then we had something that looked like a CD come out, the DVD. And that again, revolutionary. And the reason it was revolutionary is because I have no reason. It just seems like I should be using the word revolutionary for DVD because it wasn't this big rectangle prism rectangular prism looking thing, uh, but instead was a disc. Um, you know, no different than your CD but instead, obviously it had the the visual content. Which brought along the likes of Redbox, and I remember Redbox is being everywhere and like the hit, like yo, let's let's Redbox this movie. It's only a dollar. The worst case scenario, I keep it for four days, and boom, I've only got to pay four bucks. Redbox, Netflix, even and some of you guys may not even remember, but Netflix actually had like DVD service first, and so they would have like this just huge compilation of DVDs. And I don't know if they like just outsourced it, and they would have you know like movie galleries and that sort of stuff which there's a throwback for you like mail them out for them and do like some third-party stuff but netflix having dvds that was the move because i'd be like ooh, they've got space ghosts sweet i gotta wait three weeks for it to get here and then i get to watch it for two days and then i gotta send it back Sick. and i remember that then they moved into blu-ray um which was like Supposed to be the craziest graphics you've ever seen. And I do remember them being pretty good. I think maybe the first Blu ray movie that I watched was Independence Day, uh, which obviously a classic. If you haven't seen it, definitely go watch it. Although if you haven't seen it, you're also kind of un American because the name of the movie is Independence Day. Um, but that was supposed to be like revolutionary graphics and all that other stuff. And I remember that being like the thing. And now again, like you can digitally stream anything anywhere anytime and it's wild because again this didn't happen like in a 50 year span i mean we're talking about maybe a decade i mean from 95 to 2005 call it you know i went from 5 to 15 and by the time i was 15 like we were definitely in the netflix era i think i'll have to go back and look but definitely think we were we were in that era and then you i mean Netflix turned digital really quick and recognized that like that was the move because then you didn't have to worry about people going out and physically getting something and that costing money in and of itself to make a physical product and keep up with a physical product, but more so putting it in a digital form so that it's accessible everywhere. You think about the cell phone, right? Like, I know all of you old heads will be like, oh, we've had cell phones for a really long time, and I'm completely aware, but that's not the cell phone I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is that grayish black nokia with the yellow screen that you played snake on whenever you were sitting at the doctor's office because your mom needed to take a nap like that's the phone i'm talking about because i think that was really the first true cell phone um you know and you had that and you had the t9 text and that was pretty much it all the way up until i get to when i start talking about the iphone or maybe even the blackberry but, yeah, you know, the yellow Nokia with the screen and Snake and all that fun stuff. And then they came out with that same phone and kind of a silverish color, but it was in color. Like, the screen was in color and Snake was in color and it was Snake 2. And it was like, dude, this is awesome. I think I had one of those in maybe fifth grade. Uh, so, that means, you know, somewhere in 99, 98, 99. Um, I'm thinking like, dude, this is awesome. And then my best friend from my childhood and is actually still one of my best friends um had the uh had the next tail chirp when it came out i think that's what it was called i actually don't remember what it was called but it was the yellow one that had the little walkie talkie thing and it'd be like hey dad what are you doing (laughs) you like could have the phone closed and you wouldn't have to make a phone call they just had to be someone who also had that phone and it was like a walkie talkie for twenty-seven thousand miles like you could talk to anybody anywhere just walkie talkie i mean it was awesome i remember being so envious and being like dude i want one of those until they came out with the Motorola Razor. And that was a game changer. You could bedazzle that bad boy, change the colors, put a cool case on it. It was obviously in color, but like you could do some sweet customization and put cool pictures on your background of that girl that you were hoping that she would check yes in the box on the note that you wrote her in second period science class and all kinds of crazy customization. You could have ringtones that were songs so long as you pirated the songs or i guess you could have bought them in like the little ringtone store but you had to do that super quick because unlike now there was no unlimited internet like you had to pay dollars to be able to use the internet on the phone and i remember that being like a big no-no like if you accidentally hit up and you saw the globe start spinning you better hit the end button real quick that was that was wild to even think about that part of it like thinking about like the internet and what that was on those phones like how archaic and prehistoric was that and i remember taking what felt what feels like now like days to load but even then it was still kind of fast because it wasn't dial up right you didn't have to worry about you know if somebody called it kicked you off the internet although i guess you couldn't do both at the same time with those phones so But the Razer and like the BlackBerry, which I mentioned earlier, having its own little like keyboard, like that was pretty wild. Just and even like and I think about that same time they had like the LG Shine, which was that cool phone where you had had like a mirror. So whenever like the screen was idle, you could like you could look at the mirror and like look at people behind you. And I think the commercial was even like some guy checking out a girl behind him or whatever, which like that's brilliant marketing, actually. Um, and I remember other ones like the LG chocolate, um, or some, I can't even think, but that was also when singular wireless was a thing, guys. Remember singular? Yeah. Not a thing anymore. Singular wireless now known as AT&T, uh, which is what I had back in the day was singular. And I remember, boy, you better not be talking on the phone to anyone until nine Oh one because anything before nine o'clock cost that money you was gonna have to pay that cash but after nine o'clock you were free and clear and i think singular even got to a point where it was like if you were talking to someone on the singular network and i think verizon did something similar then it didn't cost you any money so you're like yo you on singular verizon the uh, virgin mobile t mobile what you on oh you on Ver- oh, i can't talk to you we'll have to wait till nine girlfriend you'll have to just call me then and then late high school, the iPhone 3 came out, or was it the 3G? The iPhone 3 or 3G, and that is pretty much where we're at today, of uh, having the phone with the built-in music and the YouTube app and watch and being able to absorb content you know, basically right there on your phone, which kind of paved the way to be able to have internet at uh, legitimate internet on your phone. Um, and I know we think now we have to wait longer than a second and a half, like to get our. Phones like on the internet or you know, watching something on Netflix, but you just think about the time. Like, again, it wasn't long ago that we were with the Nokia Snake phone, and now we're at, I mean, this is a miniature computer, so I think it's pretty awesome. Um, cars is another thing. Like, I remember, geez, it was the Chevy Beretta, I believe, was the first car I can physically remember myself being in. Excuse me. Um, and then also like the little oh, it was a blue little Nissan truck. It wasn't the Frontier. I don't remember what it was, but it was a little blue Nissan truck. And just the, I just remember those cars being so crappy and just so ugly and boxy and like very, very old fashioned. And then it felt like all of a sudden I blinked and it was like, we've got self-driving Teslas like in a matter of just, again, I'm not very old, but just in a matter of, I don't know two decades two decades and we're almost to the Jetsons guys where we've got self-driving cars and flying cars and it's gonna be awesome um and then the last one I wanted to hit on and I I spoke on it a little bit earlier like video games right like when I was a kid it was like the Sega Genesis those of you old enough to think about it like the Sega Genesis like you corded controller the graphics are terrible but back then man it was just like we spent hours upon hours playing the dang Sega Genesis. We were playing games like Eternal Champions, Mortal Kombat, Sonic obviously. Um geez I'm just shining force. That was another one we played all kinds of what's now again, prehistoric archaic games. And then you go through and you think about like everything that's come after that the not the Super Nintendo because the Sega I think in the Super Nintendo came out roughly the same amount of time but like the N64 which again changed the game because the N64 was awesome with Mario Party and Diddy Kong Racing and uh, Turok and Conker's Bad Fur Day and even the Pokemon games that came out for it and just a vast amount of games and then like sony with the playstation and xbox and then when xbox came out or with microsoft excuse me came out with the xbox like that was nuts like the xbox and being able to play with people all over the world and online and using the internet what kind of like space age have we accidentally fallen into and now we're at the the point where consoles may just be faded out soon for in in favor of pcs and pcs have kind of been the og Because I remember playing PC games when I was young. Playing things like Roller Coaster, Tycoon, and Age of Empires. And, um, gosh, what was the name? There was a fighting game. Oh, Primal Rage was another one that I remember playing. Like some really old computer games. Which, again, I look back now and I'm like, oh. And I'm looking at one of them now because it's sitting on my computer desk. uh, Jane's Anthem Fighter. Fighter's Anthology, which was a flying game. Super fun. Um, You know, I just look back and I'm like, Golly. And it's what's crazy to me it, to kind of wrap it up is that my generation has a really big problem with letting all that go. All of the stuff that I talked about from the past, I still feel like some people have had a hard time letting it go. And not necessarily a hard time, but like there's still an audience for like Age of Empires on the computer. And that game, man, I've been like that game we've been playing for 20 ish years and it still has an audience. Like there are still like it's come out in HD and 4k and all these other like additions have come out to satisfy an audience of people my age. It's the same thing with like cars, right? Like as awesome as a self-driving Tesla is, there's still so many 1997 Honda Civics because people my generation can't give up the thought of driving a stick shift, right? And shifting themselves. Uh, And I'm one of those people. I love a good stick shift. I don't have one currently, Um but I love a good stick shift, right? And, you know, even the inter- entertainment consumption, like I've got so many VHSs, my mother, well, my daughter's technically, but we've got so many VHSs um, that I just refuse to part ways with because I'm like, no, like that's a piece of history, okay? That's almost as old as George Washington. Um, and just it, it's crazy thinking about that sort of stuff that like we still can't kind of let it go. Um you know, because I think it happened so rapidly that we didn't really get a chance to enjoy it. Like before you knew it, like I'll take the Game Boy for instance, and like you had the original gray with the but the purple but Was it purple buttons? I believe it's purple buttons or grayest buttons. Maybe it's grayest. But then the Game Boy Color, and then the Game Boy Advance, and then Nintendo came out with their versions of them, and Sony came out with the PSP and whatnot, and now like. You don't even really see many handheld consoles anymore because you can play everything on your phone. My generation, we went so fast through all of those things that it's like, well, I still want to play my Game Boy because, well, I don't feel like I ever really got to play it because it was outdated, you know, extremely quick. Don't get me started on, like, Pokemon and, like the stuff from back then the pokemon and the scooby-doo and bugs bunny and all that stuff that's still around today and they are making hand over fist money on it still because my generation has been like i'm gonna raise my kids on this stuff too because it's what i grew up on whereas i don't necessarily feel like my parents are that way or were that way so it's just wild to think about Uh, Anyways, guys, that's it for me tonight. Um, Hope you like the pod. Be sure to subscribe to the Backcourt Violation uh, podcast family where you can hear us chat a little bit more about basketball, hear Austin's side outs daily uh, where he recaps the night before. Um, Enjoy it. Appreciate it. Catch you guys on the flip side. See ya.